Welcome back guys to another awesome episode of Journey with a Pro with Rion Mens PCA. Alright, this is super exciting. I wanna I wanna I wanna delve into a little bit more <clears throat> detail with you guys, certain movements to avoid uh, injury and stuff like that. So the previous episode I did speak to you guys about <clears throat> pre-tensioning, uh, pre-meditation before training and making sure that the body is in line with what you are which was what you are going to be doing in that session <clears throat> very very important so keeping all that in mind uh, if you guys haven't listened to that one it's the previous episode episode four uh have a look at that and uh, you guys will obviously see exactly what i'm talking about over there the episodes do follow up up with one with one another so uh, you guys be sure that that you follow the the episodes if you missed one <clears throat> if you are following the the, the series uh, of journey of a pro uh, there will be different obviously subheadings as we carry up as, as we're doing the whole thing in um in the long run so um yeah that is super super exciting <clears throat> all right guys so the point of concentration that i want to discuss with you guys about today is the fact that a lot of people i uh, don't want to delve too deep into this in the beginning i'll get deeper as we're going along but the fact that, pe- that, 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 that people are, I, 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 I want to discuss the whole thing around what exercises you should be doing for back biceps shoulders for the respective muscle groups that concentrate primarily on on growth so let's talk about growth today all right with pretensioning methods and uh, and techniques following up on, the, on that on those terms as well all right let's use compound movements as as a base and i, I, know, I know guys just a little bit off topic just just for a second just bear with me um I have had some guys, they came back to me and said, Vian, all these things exist out there on the internet. Do you know that? <laughs> okay, I, I know that, guys. I know that. I, I am fully, fully aware that thousands and thousands of guys out there have a lot to say about exactly what I'm talking about. Okay? <clears throat> but remember, this is the journey of a pro. This is my statement and my journey that I can share with you guys in detail. Not a, lot, not, not a lot of guys are going to share the nitty-gritty tips. I'm not talking about the general stuff. If you want to know about muscle-mind connection, go onto the internet, go on Google, and search mind-muscle connection. And there will be whole lot of articles and stuff around. I'm telling you about mind, muscle-mind connection in my experience and my experience athletes that have experienced it in a certain way and level down simplified for you so that you guys can actually understand what it is not what the dictionary says or what uh, wikipedia says or whatever may be the case what mind muscle connection is that's a very different thing i want to demonstrate live to you guys well as i'm speaking live to you guys uh, it might be recorded, but <clears throat> it's, it's still a live attempt. That exactly what is going on in your mind and in your body 
experienced by myself and athletes respectively that I've had and clients that I've had that's given me feedback of all the different kind of topics and tips that I didn't speak to, to the guys about that is what that's what I'm talking about so <clears throat> it's I'm not saying this this is top secret that doesn't exist out there and it's <laughs> I'm, that's not what I'm saying guys so for those those of you guys have commented back and said you know um that's uh, you know the general tips and stuff it's it's not it's not exclusive I know that I know it's not exclusive there will be thousands of exclusive things that I'll be sharing with you guys maybe not 10 in one episode it might be one little tip that you need from one episode and then you're gonna you have an aha moment yes that is what I need thank you buddy great stuff and a whole new door opens for you in gym just because I, I mentioned one statement and I know what to mention and I know what the aha moments are out there okay so it's not me trying to be clever <laughs> all right it's it's me trying to tell you my story and journey in a very personal setup and and and, and, and transcription so that you guys can understand exactly what I'm going through and that's why I said to you guys please reach out to me and ask me questions so that I can address those on the episodes following up and so forth all right so I've had many guys coming back to me and telling me that um, I should be talking about uh, nutrition and yep I do understand that yes nutrition is 75% of all your results in the gym that is true it's not an understatement it's not a gimmick <clears throat> it is very true guys all right so we're gonna get there absolutely and that's uh, that's gonna be a, a whole a, a whole lot of episodes that I'm gonna be discussing nutrition and feeding feeding the muscle and recuperating and uh, recover recovering tips and all that kind of stuff all right so back to this episode so let's let's discuss the the, the compound movement so when you look at uh, deadlifts, a lot of guys say, yeah, deadlifts not my thing. Um, <clears throat> and I understand that because it's it's a combine movement and it's, it's, it's related to powerlifting. Okay. If, you're, if your technique's not flawless, you are going to hurt your back. Guys, I'm, I'm, I'm very serious when I'm, when I'm talking to you guys right now is when your te- technique is not 100% to the T, you are going to have back problems when you get older. <coughs> On a very serious note. Okay, so if you guys do not have a great idea how to per- perfectly perform a deadlift, please, please, please reach out. Um, I, I can send you a video. I can uh, I can assist you in that. I can show you where to find uh, directions and tips and very precious information that... Uh, Obviously, we'll share with you how to perform a deadlift correctly. Okay. The performance on a deadlift. Let's just talk, let's, let's talk about that for a second. <clears throat> the, the more upright your body position is with a deadlift, the stronger you are. Correct? Yes. Okay. Because you want to eliminate the spinal vertebrae off the movement. You do not want a convex or a concave, um, over-convex or over-concave movement in your vertebrae in your, in your spinal cord because that is going to cause a lot of injuries and, you know, <laughs> future issues for you. <clears throat> okay, so 
the, the, the movement of a, of a deadlift can be summed up as if you are going to be sitting with a squat bar <clears throat> on a very low bench. So your shoulders must be placed backwards. Shoulders rolled backwards. That is ca ca causing a good curve in the spinal cord in the back, just like a scrum, like a prop in the scrum is created and explained to you and instructed how to scrum. Your back has to be straight, all right? There's no bending on the back and putting, putting pressure on the spinal cord. Your chin has to be higher than 90 degrees. Your chin cannot be facing down or level. You have to be looking slightly backwards. When I, when I, when I say backwards, your, your head should be tilted slightly to the back. You need to have leverage backwards. So the deadlift, you're not, you're not, you're not putting a bar, the deadlift bar up in 90 degree. You're in fact wanting the bar going into 110, 120 backwards into your body. That is a safe deadlift. That eliminates movement off the, the spinal cord <clears throat> and the vertebrae in the back. Okay, so it's all about protecting the back. Deadlifts is all about protecting the back. There are some horrible techniques out there with deadlifts. And yes, your your spinia, back, the muscles running running diagonally from uh, down your down your spine, left and right, they 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 should be strong enough to handle, you know, 80 kilogram deadlift, 90, 110, 120. Um, for some people with with bad technique, 160. The minute the guys go above 160, 180, 200, and into the 200s, that is your injury red zone. That is when you're gonna gonna start getting seriously injured if you don't if you don't know what you're doing. <clears throat> uh, we'll, we'll talk about um, uh, grips in, in, in a moment. Um, straps and grips also very important. So grasping that technique, visualizing your head that you're gripping the bar, underhand, overhand. Obviously, you know, cr crossover grip. So that you counter grip, all right? The problem with counter grip, guys, um, is if, uh, please, please make sure that you, that, you, that you can counter grip left and right. So left palm facing, facing forward, right palm facing backwards, and then vice versa, every set. Try and get that right because you're going to have some some degree of muscle imbalance if you keep on under un, underhanding and overhanding the same grip right through your your your, your gym um, uh, career as such. Let's let's call it a career. Uh, switch. You need to switch. It's very important. <clears throat> Just like alternating switch movements between uh, individual. Uh, exercises which I'll also mention in, in, in a minute so so keeping all that in mind all right the grip the body position and how you pull so you're pretty much almost leaning back when you're pulling and that is advice from from experienced experienced powerlifters all right so that is very very important you guys need to understand that bench press is now listen guys squat and bench press differs from powerlifting to bodybuilding and fitness training remember we are talking about fitness training so when when you want to perform a deadlift 
in the bigger schemes of fitness training and transforming the body, rather move to a half deadlift. It's, it's like a sissy squat or a, or a sissy push-up, um, but just in a degree that it makes, a little, uh, makes the movement a little more back-orientated, taking a little bit more away from the hip flexors, getting you out the, the, the death point at the bottom, because that's glutes and quads and hamstrings, right? So you want to isolate back. When you train back, you want to isolate back. So I have manipulated my deadlift technique in such a way that I only go down as far as about a centimeter or two below my knee. All right, <clears throat> the bar in the downward movement goes just, just, just below the kneecap, the patella. Okay, the reason from that is obviously just like I just said, I eliminate partially eliminate the full stress of hamstring, quad and hip flexors. I keep the tension only on the back. I do lean a, slightly, a, a, little, a little more forward slightly than a usual deadlift. Deadlift you'll be straight, straight, straight up. So I eliminate some weight, I take off some weight and I lean forward a little more and I keep the tension. If uh, let, let, let's just mention it, just, just just picture this for a minute. When you stand upright, right up, right up, straight up. Just lean the upper body forward slightly by a degree or two. Just lean forward, so you're not up, up, upright. You're dropping the chest slightly with a straight back. That is your starting point and your ending point. So you're not coming up all the way every time. Do you guys understand what I'm telling you? It's, it's a slightly bent forward position, like 10 degrees max. Okay, so you're leaning forward slightly, and that is your starting and ending position. Why? Because you're putting the stress on your back. With eliminating weight, you can keep it there without causing stress on the spinal cord. So you guys hearing me out? Just follow me on this. Um, so then obviously, you start bending the knee and you start compressing <coughs> with locked elbows. Um, I don't take reverse unorthodox grips. I just take overhand. I just have an overhand grip for deadlift, for, for, the, for, for the technique of half, half deadlift. I don't do anything else with that. <coughs> compressing down just below the knee, coming back up, rolling the shoulders back, but still having a, a leaning forward position. Do you guys understand why I'm doing that? Because I'm putting, putting tension on my back all the time. I don't want the back to relax. I want it to be working. Time and attention. Remember that? Fiber recruitment. Remember, remember that as well? And muscle-mind connection, most importantly, on the back. And it's a whole entire back exercise. All right, so it's, so it's quite, quite strenuous. Um, training techniques and stuff where you're going to get to, that's very, it gets very deep and very technical. Um, but very quick tip. Very quick to it. Uh, I want to share with you guys the, the principle of rest pause. I don't know if you guys know that. It should be in the books. You, sh you guys should have read it somewhere. If you guys do follow in depth with, um, with training techniques and stuff like that. And intensifying methods. So if you guys obviously start off, just, just keep with, with 10 reps, 4 sets. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. Just getting into it with the first four, uh, you know, two to, two to three weeks. When you want to intensify anything, you shorten the rest period and you can 
up the repetitions <clears throat> and you can up the weight slightly with the repetition all right now we're now in a different ball game all right now we're talking serious now we're dividing the men from the boys all right <clears throat> so, um, so so here it is just 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 a quick we're going into deep deep um, uh, you know technical reasons and stuff like that and descriptions with with a different episode on on uh, <clears throat> on race pause technique but just a quick tip so for instance the half deadlift let's keep with the half deadlift bodybuilding style <laughs> okay um, <clears throat> remember if you want to do a full full deadlift be my guest please guys it's, it's massively beneficial for the whole body uh, reasons more more, more testosterone in the body squeetonox it's, it's it's crazy all right so it's a compound movement and it's very 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 beneficial for for thickness in the body on your frame <clears throat> we'll, we'll delve deeper into technical stuff like that as well i don't want to get too technical different things because then i'll spend more time on that than what i need to spend on uh, what i want to need to <laughs> understand okay so rest pause you grab the bar <clears throat> And you perform your you perform perform your first first uh, first rep. It's a one second rep down, one second rep up. So it's not a slow rep, it's not a fast rep. It's it's just balanced. Okay, lift lift, twelve reps. That is your first set. In that, that, that is your first episode set in your in your in your set. Just follow me here. You rest seven to ten seconds. Once you're down. All right, you can stretch and you can do whatever in that 10 seconds, but um, we'll, we'll do inter- intermediate blood flush as well. We'll, we'll talk about that um, on, a, on a different uh, uh, episode. Uh, let's talk about that on, 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 the, on the following episode. How's that? So, so you guys have something to, to, to look forward to. Uh, intermediate blood flush. Remind me on that. Okay, so you perform your first set and you rest 10 seconds, 7 to 10 seconds how fit you are what weight you take and stuff like that you need to feel where you are obviously <clears throat> you pick the bar up and you and you do it again this time it's failure all right failure meaning you carry on till your technique has flaws all right so that's when you start pulling with you know the hamstrings and that's when you start you know kind of like ah oh, this, is, this is this is not comfortable anymore this is so your form takes strain that is failure. Not when you can't get up fully and you, you're shaking and you're dropping the weight and you injure your back. When your form starts taking strain, that is failure. Otherwise, you're getting injured. Okay. <clears throat> Put the bar down again after, after failure. This could be 15 reps. This could be 20 reps. You need to push yourself here. <clears throat> All right. Rest 10 seconds again. Perform it again. Failure. Now we're talking. Now you're working. Now you're working the muscle. All right. Red hot blood flush. <clears throat> Hypertension. It's, it's quite crazy. All right. So that, that's when you start waking up the muscle. That is your first set. You perform that set four times. Four sets of that. Um, so that, that's just a little bit of a tip. All right. So that's when you have, don't have a lot of time. That's when you want to intensify the exercises and stuff like that. But uh, we'll talk about that uh, tomorrow um, or the next episode in, in, in quite detail and why it works and stuff like that. <clears throat> okay. Uh, bench press. 
the most widest asked question in the world. When someone sees you built, how much do you bench? <laughs> Isn't that true? I've had that millions and millions of times. Uh, around, around around the world, it's not just a South Africa thing, it's right around the world. Let's see if you've got a little bit of a, of a bolt and a little bit abnormal. <laughs> and um, <clears throat> how much do you bench? That is the question that anyone asked you. And what's my response to it is, I don't bench. That might be um, uh, a shock to, to, to some of you. Um, I don't bench. I do not bench. I haven't benched in, a, in at least six, seven years. Um, the, the reason for that is um, personal. It's personal. So obviously, guys, don't, don't, not, don't not go and bench now, please. Bench is a very good exercise. It's a compound movement, and it does build multiple muscles in one exercise. All right? <clears throat> Technique has to be flawless, obviously. And, uh, you know, always watch the rotator cuff and the shoulder angle. That is the most important. I started getting injuries as, I'm, as I was going along in the bodybuilding career, and I started bench pressing heavier, um, maxed out, <clears throat> On 245 kilograms um, for five reps, so that that's, that that might not be super impressive, um, but at that time I was I was only weighing about 91 kilograms, about 91, well 90 90 kilograms. <clears throat> so maybe yeah, it's not it's not too bad. But um, the 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 problem came in with I didn't see growth in the chest. All the years of bench pressing, I did not see the chest grow. Why is that? Because bench is a movement that you orth orthodoxly know that you need to push the weight slightly. It's a compound movement, but you don't always have to. So with my learning curve and with all my mistakes that I've done, I've made a lot of mistakes, guys. I'm not perfect. Um, <clears throat> so that's why I'm having this these episodes with you guys so that you guys can learn and not make the same mistakes. Bench press is detrimental to the shoulder cup if you perform it in a bodybuilding style and you want to perform a, a powerlifting movement. It gets dangerous, putting a lot of stress and strain on the wrong extremities and the, and the wrong uh, joint couplings. Okay, so bearing in mind bench press, um, the sport bench press has a very, very high over-exerted over um, arch movement very very high <clears throat> so you're pushing your chest and your stomach out as far as possible you're crunching your feet to a degree beneath your body to an abnormal stance so you want to get the distance between the bar and your chest as short as possible and obviously then obviously performing you know a, a more a more decline kind of effect um which which does make you stronger so if you keep your chest flat, your stomach, and, and, and your back flat against the bench, <clears throat> if your, your suppleness and flexibility angle is not on, 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 on target, which, which mine was not, I didn't stretch my shoulders, I got more stiff, obviously as I was going along, the angles got shorter, and I was, I was limited on, on, on angles. And the ligaments and tendons started compensating for the for, for the for the for the areas that were not supple and that's from obviously the chest 
around the back to, to, the, to the rhomboids and I didn't, I didn't stretch those enough and obviously being uh, having muscle pain for like three four days with training and then I train it again uh, you know there was no time for for, for stretching it was there was no time for getting it loose and, and recovered because it was still sore so um, we, we, we went through an extreme training phase um, which is pretty abnormal to most um, <clears throat> and uh, I did gain a lot of kilograms in that in that in that portion of time it was around a year and a half that we really really pushed it really really hard um, was back in back in Boxburg <clears throat> that's in South Africa um, and you know there, there are there are more to bodybuilding than meets the eye guys so we, we all know that but what are they uh, and we, we're going to go through them um, it, it's, it's a whole list so we can go through them in a, in a different episode so uh, so hang on to those um, <clears throat> so the, the point that I want to make is I eliminated um, the, 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 the minute I started eliminating bench press and sparing my, my rotator cups um, and shoulder pains um, <clears throat> and inflammation went away and all that kind of stuff I started seeing big results in the upper and inner chest the minute I started doing closure movements um, and the movements so okay so you guys obviously want to know what 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 I mean when when I say my, my, my chest started growing what did I do now uh, I did <coughs> I get, 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 get my head around this because there's a lot of information going around my head right now <laughs> so what I did was I identified the weak, weak, weak areas on my chest I always had a very big lower belly uh, pectoral and an and outer um, uh, hinting to the bicep I never really had a big inner chest and an upper chest and um, <clears throat> most most guys battle with inner and outer uh, uh, inner and, and upper and that's a fact you can see if anybody that does chest um, un unless you perform certain exercises uh, first that you did not actually know that build balls at that area <coughs> that you would actually have growth there so identify my weak areas and I started pinpointing and working with exercises that that, that target those those weak areas and bench press was not one of them bench press was not added into that into that list <coughs> I eliminated it my shoulder cup uh, 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 injuries recovered and I could press heavier than ever before in my life doing loose dumbbell work and cables I did do some machine obviously um, narrow and wide machine press um, now on different angles uh, angular press with the inside uh, so that, that, that's all very cool movements but it's shaping and defining movements so we're talking about the the the, the the, the general program movers that actually gets the chest activated. <clears throat> you need to activate the muscle before it can actually grow. That's a secret. So I started doing a lot of incline dumbbell work um, <clears throat> and obviously cable, incline cable work, which uh, uh, with different angles on, on, on wrist placements, um, <clears throat> which I can also show, show you guys in the video. Um, we, as we speak, I'm busy shooting videos for you guys, 
um, putting into a, a, a training a training workshop that I'll be releasing very soon. So uh, getting all that nitty-gritty details and super exciting details in a video for you and explaining step-by-step in a Friday, Saturday, Sunday uh, workshop that will explain to you exactly how I did it. And obviously you can visually see what I do in the gym. So that's gonna be super cool. <clears throat> um, subscription will be, will be available uh, very, very soon. And you guys can join that. Um, so, so, so that's obviously, and blood rush, blood rush movements, which I call blood, blood rush movements. Um, I don't really, <clears throat> not interested in what other people call them, but uh, blood rush movements to me means that whatever you do in between your sets, regardless of resting, forces more blood into the muscle and that obviously expands the, the, <clears throat> the fibers. And it gives you that, that pump that muscular pump that the guys are always talking about. Um, <clears throat> obviously, the pump is going to be be affected by your nutrition, the vasos, the night, uh, the 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 NOs that you take before training, uh, the the meals that you've that 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 you've been eating three days prior, not the meal that you eat on the day, guys. The meal that you've the the meals that you've been eating for three days before is going to affect your training at that time so it's what you eat monday will affect your training on thursday does that make sense to you guys so this thing of um oh, i didn't eat properly today uh, i'm not going to go to the gym <clears throat> you need to eat obviously you need to eat properly on the day yes but if you want a carbo load you know with the same carbo load all the all the endurance sports and stuff like that Bodybuilding works the same is the same way. You need to fill up the glycogen in the muscle and then hit it hard and you expand the, the and, and swell the fibers and then obviously blood rush is predominantly more in that muscle. So sometimes if you feel that you don't you're not getting that muscular pump and that volume and that tight feeling, it can be that obviously nutrition and whatever you're taking before the time <coughs> is uh, is diminished. Alright, so and obviously guys you don't wanna you don't wanna be eating processed foods uh, or processing foods, you know, filling foods um, while you train because your pre-workout is a vasodilator. Wherever there's activity, the pre-workout goes. So if there's activity in your gut trying to you know digest the food, that's activity. The pre-workout goes there. And then you you get a fifteen <clears> percent feedback on your on, on your muscle, so that that's that's just that's just obviously um, you know timing. You just need to time your 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 meals correctly so that you don't eat a meal a half an hour at least before you train. You get about forty five minutes to 50, 50 minutes before you train, um, and obviously if it's steak, it's gonna it's gonna take two hours to digest, guys. So. If, you know you need to be be logical about what what you eat before training so your simple carbs and everything eat that before training and and uh, a light uh, a light quality protein uh yeah egg works perfectly before training always uh you know fish guys that a lot of guys don't like fish but you know fish does work Great before training, it's got it's got some amigos that's, uh, that 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 supports the, <clears throat> the 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 protein digestion. 
and drop the transportation of carbohydrates. So, so that, that that's a great um, uh, protein to use as well. And obviously, um, your, your nut butters is awesome before training. So um, we do have a special recipe that um, that we use, um, which is uh, uh, I, I don't really. I don't really believe it's top secret information anymore. It's uh, it's quite widely spread around um, the German industry already. But uh, I'll, I'll share that that that, uh, that, that with you <coughs> on uh, on some of the following episodes, on the nutrition episodes. All right, guys. So I hope that sorts out the compound and and gives you a little little bit more of an idea exactly what uh, what you should be doing when it comes to uh, predominantly deadlift. <coughs> um, bench pressing if you like it carry on with it it's not a problem um but always just just protect your shoulders please don't get injured and um uh, you guys will obviously see very very soon on on the video um the three the three day workshop that i'll i'll be having and that is super valuable and super exciting you, got, you guys are going to learn so much from that but uh, I'll, I'll i'll make that viral once once we uh once we complete it it'll be current so um uh, so that's super exciting. Um, it's not a it's not a six year ago episode that I'm doing. I'm doing it as we speak. So that's super cool. And um, we obviously had to make a a plan to get um, you know equipment and and a spaced out area that that we can actually do the video because obviously the gyms are closed. But um, uh, yeah, but we're managing. So that's awesome. And I'm super super excited to to, to share that guy. That, uh, that the, the whole training system and how it works with you guys. Um, it'll be uh, live on a webinar that I'll be showing all the videos and explaining all the videos and all the movements. So it's gonna be super cool. Um, so have a look out for that. Uh, thanks guys for awesome, awesome, awesome episode again. Um, looking forward to chatting you guys tomorrow on the next episode. Stay tuned and uh, find out a little bit more about what I uh, what I did in my my, my pro journey. Great stuff. Thanks, guys. Be strong. Stay safe. Check it out on the next episode. Cool.